0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on
1: the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit.
0: It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known.
1: Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely.
0: All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away. I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't
1: want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion.
0: I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown.
1: Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelei. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited that you all are here with me today. And forgive me if my voice sounds a little bit congested. I'm still getting over a cold that has just really stuck with me for the last week. I'm kind of done being sick now. I'm okay with it going ahead and um, going away. <laughs> That would be fantastic. Um, I hope that you guys are having a great week. Um, I've been sort of convalescing over the last week and I've been like chomping at the bit to get on here and talk to you guys about all this stuff. Funny enough, like whenever I actually have to take time to, you know, lay down and not do things other than trying to, like, get over the symptoms and everything, I can kind of take a moment to introspect and really kind of check in with myself and sort of feel where I'm at. And then also because, you know, my brain is super in my Pisces sun and then also my moon in Gemini, I'm constantly thinking and doing things and having new ideas and, also my risings in Virgo so I'm super anxious to get things done so um, so I'm very I'm I'm very hopeful that it's not too soon but at the same time my energy feels ready I feel like I'm ready to be here with you guys and talk to you about this and I kind of wanted to um, start from start fresh with one of this topic especially because I feel like the last one that I did of this was a really long time ago and um, I this is sort of where my heart was and the beginning of my whole spiritual journey is in astrology so I really wanted to talk to you guys again about the different astrology signs what the big three are the different um the different planets and then like the different planetary rulerships and what they mean and then also the houses so Hopefully I can maintain a significant amount of brevity in this episode, so it's not too long, but I kind of wanted to give you guys sort of an example and understanding of what each of these things are, because they're super important to understand for who you are as individuals and how you present yourself to the world. So anyway, that's where we're going to be today. And so let's start with the crystals. Let's begin with the crystals because mm, that's all of our favorite things, right? We love our crystal babies. So the first crystals that I have for you, I have two of them. The first one, so I got these on, you know, I talked to you guys about Chasing Luster and my friend Shannon that sells all these crystals. Oh my God, she sells the most amazing things. And of course I got these from her. And the first one I want to talk to you guys today about is Tug to Pipe. And um, Tug to Pipe, I have both of the crystals that I'm going to talk to you about um, in this little set I made, had this made this wire wrapped into this really gorgeous um, piece here. Um, So tectopite is on the bottom here. And as you can see, there's like some white. And then the biggest thing about tectopite is this pink inclusion that it has on it. And it is absolutely beautiful. I mean, super bright pink, almost like a neon type of pink, but then it has like this sort of granite looking rock around it. And it is just absolutely incredible, super powerful. Tugtupite was first discovered in 1962 in Tugtup, Oop! don't even know how to say that word, A-G-T-A-K-O-R-F-I-A, NARSAC municipality in Greenland. Of course, all of the Greenland words are really tough for Lorelei to say. Here I am saying things in third person again. So, Obviously, it was named after its original locality, which is derived from the Greenlandic intuit word tattoo that corresponds to reindeer or reindeer blood. Since its initial discovery in Greenland, tuctopite has only been found in two other times throughout the world, one being in Lovozero Massif in Russia with intense year-round weather conditions and the other being in Mont-Saint-Hilaire region of Quebec, Canada. So let's talk about... Taktapai and the energy behind it. So Taktapai activates and engages our upper four chakras, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown, while elevating our consciousness in hopes of better understanding our emotional needs. This unique mineral acts as a mirror, helping you to self-evaluate each aspect of your spiritual and emotional bodies. Over time, we constantly change as we experience natural growth cycles here on Earth. Some may find it difficult to comfort or conform to society's pressure and its ever-changing standards, resulting in emotional pain, confusion, and distress. Taktapite helps one focus on themselves internally and helps in working towards regenerating the necessary strength to push forward. One's entire chakra column will uh, will begin to feel realigned over time as you allow deep suppressed emotions to exit your physical body. This is vital as it opens up space within your heart, allowing you to discover newly found love and joy in this world. Whether that be for yourself or even for someone else, one will finally realize one of life's most difficult lessons. Love must begin from within before it can be spread outward, which is huge, right? So another thing with this really beautiful stone is its healing powers, which is um, in the crimson healing spectrum. So Taktopite ushers in wave after wave of vibrant crimson self-healing rays. As one begins to absorb these energies, you may notice a difference in your mood and patience level. This is due to you subconsciously working on finding inner peace, especially that of the mind. As our brain churns at a high speed each and every day, we lose touch of the most important things in the world, ourselves. This drives our mental health to slowly deteriorate as we simply begin to only care about the wrong things. Things. Tug to pipe pushes you away from this lifelong imprisonment by producing a glimpse of clarity within your mind, especially during deep meditation. So absolutely love Tug to pipe. It's really focused and geared around the self-love aspect and it really does deep way. It's not something that is, that is going to be superficial in nature. It is one that will really help you to hone in on the areas that you need to physically let go of, emotionally let go of, spiritually let go of, and make that space for the things that need to be there that is going to elevate your spiritual practice and your overall well-being so interesting enough they have some um so i was getting all this information by the way off of the forward slash crystals forward slash tug to pipe so um the zodiac signs that's element are uh, the zodiac signs that's um associated with this stone is leo elements are earth and storm colors are white red and blood red um and yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> okay so that is Tug to pipe. I love this uh, website to talk about crystals because it's not, it's in depth, but not so much where I'm like, oh my God, there's so much to read here. Oh my God. So it's actually a lot better that it's just sort of like, here it is moving on. I like that so the next crystal we have is sujolite now i heard that this is a twin flame stone and we've had lots of conversations about twin flames i think i've had like three different episodes that discuss twin flames the energy around twin flames what twin flames are in relation to the other types of relationships which are soulmates and karmic relationships sujolite is really geared towards twin flames But it has more than just that meaning. So let's talk about that today. So as you can see, soodulite is a really beautiful purple color, even more so than some amethyst. And um, it has some of these like kind of black stripe inclusions and that sort of thing. Hopefully you can actually see this. I will have a picture, a really beautiful one right here so that you can see very clearly what soodulite looks like. But it is some one of those stones that you just get drawn to because it's almost like this grape jelly purple. It's gorgeous. So let's talk about that. So Sujolite is a very elite and powerful stone and has earned the nickname Love Stone of this age. It relaxes your mind and allows you to take a step back and enjoy the present moment. People working with a stone commonly find themselves having emotional connections to things and people around them that they hadn't even right uh, realized before sutile is a very in the moment crystal and due to its powerful effects can be felt within minutes for some people sutile is also a purifier and protection a protecting stone used in protecting you from negative energies in your daily environment Many people have no idea the amount of negativity that weighs on them just by being in certain environments. Sugilite puts up a shield of light that will protect and cleanse any negative vibrations that may come your way. Sugilite will keep your aura cleansed and radiating with light. This stone is recommended for people who have a stressful workplace or anyone who may travel frequently for work and non-leisure trips. So due to its high stimulation of the third eye, sutile is also a wonderful stone to meditate and dream with. This mineral will expand your awareness and symbolically show you your journey through imagery you may not understand in the moment. So this will be really good if you receive a tremendous amount of communication in dreams, um, if that's your main modality of of connection and communication with spirit this would be a really great stone to have on your nightstand or even on your person while you sleep so that way it helps you to uh, like um really dig in and understand uh what that communication is because i don't know about you guys but sometimes my dreams make absolutely no sense it is like random thing after random thing And if I don't write it down and like come back to it later, I'm just like, I have no idea what any of this means. This is just a mess. So (laughs) Um, so having some Sujalite will help you to understand some of those seemingly random communications from spirit. To get the most out of light while you work with it, it's best to place it over the third eye and either tilt your head back or lay down. Many people have even taped a piece onto their third eye before they sleep for extensive dream work. I'm gonna leave that one up to you guys. I'm not really hip to jive on taping things to my forehead. I don't think I can sleep like that. Maybe that's just my Virgo rising. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like something I'd be able to do. So you, you do you, whatever feels good to you. Okay, so another um, really interesting thing is some of the crystal pairings with this. And I know that pairing it with Tug to uh, Amethyst, Um, And and amethyst are tremendously useful in helping with that practice. Also pairing it with um, rose quartz since it's the premier love stone and rose quartz is a very commonly used love stone, especially for the self-love and giving and receiving. It will be more on the protective side and it'll be sort of like another layer of digging into that love component. So wearing it as a necklace will be really, really powerful and helpful in getting you to dig into that component that energetic of love and unconditional love so sugilite works well with a combination of stones that carry transformational energies moldavite which is what i'm wearing right here is one of those stones and upon its transformational and synchronological abilities moldavite will also intensify the visionary experiences sugilite offers Sugilite can be a lot for some people, so a grounding stone is recommended for users who are new to working with it. Hematite's grounding um, grounding of energies in the physical world may, makes, it, or makes it the most common grounding stone for Sugilite. It's also really beautiful. I feel like that would be a really nice combination because hematite is very heavy and magnetic, and it's also very shiny, and so I feel like that would be a really beautiful combination with that bright purple, especially if it's really small, because the, both of these pieces, both of these crystals are relatively expensive. So um, getting those, even just having a small piece and having like hematite, maybe having it on top of hematite, like how I have my crystal here with, I have the Herkimer diamond on top of the moldavite, having that in like sequence, like having the sujolite being here on in the, in the front, and then having the hematite being in the back, that would be really good grounding. And it did also, if you have a, a piece of moldavite, you can pair it with the sujulite and that would be a really beautiful combination as well okay so that pretty much covers the crystals for today you guys so let's move along to the quote of the week and i have been just in love with this book anatomy of spirit by carolyn miss i have been just devouring every delicious piece of this she has so much wisdom in this um if there's a lot of synchronicity behind this and, and syncretism which is sort of the act of like combining everything sort of like that law of one mentality where everything is connected she sort of connects all these different religions into spirituality she's also a um she's a medical medium which is really fascinating to me I didn't know that was a thing but then again I feel like everything can be a thing in this place in existence (laughs) so here we are um so anyway I chose a passage out of here for the quote of the week Um, and we're in the second chakra um, chapter of this which is in in the power of choice and she says in this it is not what we choose that matters our power to influence an outcome lies in our reasons for making a certain choice love it love you Carolyn miss you are just a goddess among goddesses you're just a goddess (laughs) anyway Okay, let's talk about the different Zodiac signs. Let's talk about the Zodiac in general and how we can utilize the Zodiac as a great way for validating our existence in this life through the teachings and the different things in the Zodiac. So the first thing that I want to say is that we have three elements of our Zodiac or our natal chart if you will and if you've never gotten a natal chart done i highly recommend it there are um, a myriad of different websites that are free that you can use i frequently use astrolibrary.com and if you you plug in you can put your name in there. But I don't. You don't have to put your full name if you don't want to. But you put in your name. You put your birth date, your time of birth, and where you were born. Those things are vitally important to really understand what your true big three are, and um, that. And they also list all of the other things that I'm not going to go into today because that will make for a really long podcast episode. Trust me, it just. Woo, woo. There's so much, so I just want to cover the big things today. So your big three what are those that is your sun sign so that is really just dedicated to your day and your year of birth so mine is march 9th um and so that would be pisces so actually your year doesn't really matter it's just your month and your day that really tells you what your sun sign is what you also have related to you are a moon sign and a rising sign a moon sign represents all of your emotionality behind who you are and how you represent your emotions. There is a sign dedicated to that. So, your sun sign is sort of like who you are as an individual from the foundation. It's where you kind of operate from in general. Then there's your moon sign, which can contrast to your sun sign, but it adds that element, uh, that layer where you operate emotionally and what that sign is your rising sign, or your ascending um, is the sign that you how everyone perceives who you are so this can be very different from your sun and your moon you can be perceived as something completely different now this doesn't necessarily mean that this isn't who you are but it could also contrast to your moon and your sun as well so it's really important to understand what your sun moon and rising are because all those layers really represent who you are as an individual so let's move along so before I go into the Zodiac signs, let's talk a little bit about the houses and the modalities. Now, first and foremost, let's talk about the modalities because I feel like there are that that's a little bit simpler um, because it's it's it, there's three. And then once you get into houses, there's 12 and then there's the Zodiac signs that are associated with it. So it can be a little bit. It can be a little bit much. So I want to let's go over the simplest. So we did, you know, <laughs> That way we can move along here. Okay. So the different modalities, there is cardinal, fixed, and mutable. Now we'll start with cardinal because that's at the beginning of the zodiac year. So the different um, signs that are associated with a cardinal modality are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. And the cardinal modality is really centered around initiation. So cardinal signs they they like to um they they're sort of like the jumping off point they like to get things going they are active quick and very ambitious um, they like to start the projects and um, they they tend to for the most part they they like to just start and engage things a lot of the times they don't really finish though they have a little bit of a hard time and some of some of the zodiac signs that are associated like capricorn especially and even libra and okay pretty much just aries i feel like has a real issue with completing i feel like cancer and capricorn especially for the ones that i know are pretty good about finishing projects. Libra, eh, they can be a little, it can take them a little bit. They have to really keep that and that motivation going though. Aries, I feel like really has a hard time completing their projects. Um, so you won't find a cardinal person slacking off though. These people are full of vim and vigor and possess a drive and ambition that is unmistakable. So there's an enthusiasm here and a zest for life. Um, they Um, Some might perceive this rampant energy as domineering though, and at times it kind of can be, especially if you're in the Aries mode and you're uh, that first fire sign, that newborn energy can be very overwhelming. Cardinal people can easily forget about the rest of the pack when they're busily focusing on their own endeavors, which I feel like. For every single cardinal sign, for every single one of them, absolutely, that is the thing. Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, when they are very dedicated and focused, it's very hard to pull them away. Even so, their energetic spirit often wins the day. Cardinal folks are clever and um, want to win. They love to start things, and whether they finish them or not, there's always a lot going on. Naysayers who find them to be self-centered will simply have to watch and marvel as they speed by. So Cardinal's, Cardinal modality is the initiators, the one that start everything to get going so if you've got a project that needs like an idea or some sort of motivation you're going to want a cardinal sign in the mix to get things going because they're like sort of the idea men behind everything or women the idea people okay let's talk about the fixed modality and this is sort of like on the contrast to the cardinal modality these people are the ones that get the job done so the different zodiac signs associated with fixed are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. So the fixed modality is attached to the sign Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. These are um, the... Um, so the fixed signs understand that steadiness is the key. They um, Those influenced by this modality, modality are happy to forge ahead with their projects, calmly working away until they have achieved their objective. So. This is no struggle for fixed folks. This is where they enjoy to be. They like the steady work habit, doing things in repetition. They like their routine. They like their structure. It's what makes them tick. These individuals are stable and determined and resolute. They want to get to the finish line and have the persistence and ability to concentrate. There's no lack of confidence in these fixed individuals. Self-reliance could be a fixed person's middle name. Those those possessed of a fixed nature are powerful yet purposeful. There are no wasted motions here fixed folks move patiently and steadily towards their goals. They're also steady and reliable and always remember those who helped them out. Conversely, those born under a fixed sign can at times be very stubborn have a my way or the highway mentality they may have a tendency to get stuck in their ways and to believe that they're always right those influenced by a fixed modality are determined reliable and persistent they have great strength and strength of purpose and love to get the job done so what if they refuse to budge they get the results that's the thing with fixed people they get the results that they're trying to achieve so I feel like who sits very firmly in this modality is Taurus, um, especially since they are the first of the fixed signs, and um, they have a hard time initiating, but once they get there, it's like they build this really beautiful, steady routine that they're used to that feels really good, and they maintain that, and then that is what they do for all time, (laughs) and it's like, They don't try and fix what ain't broke. They maintain and they love how that feels. It feels good to have their routine, their thing, their structure. And then the rest of them, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, they're very much the same in that same vein. Um, But I feel like especially in Aquarius, since they're an air sign, there is this mentality that's associated with their fixed energetic, where they actually kind of enjoy sort of like the new ideas. But they still have their structure it feels good for their day to day and it's very personalized people can tell them how that they can change it they probably won't listen but it's they like the new ideas whereas i feel like some of the other um the other zodiac signs might have a little bit of a hard time being like "Mm, i kind of like where i'm at maybe don't tell me how to fix anything or how to do things like i'm good (laughs) so anyway let's move on to the mutable so Mutable signs, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Mutable signs um, really know how to go with the flow. They're adaptable and flexible and can change their form of expression to whatever a situation requires. So they're sort of like the chameleons of the zodiac. They're fine and comfortable with changing things up, changing their mind, moving into new energetics, being in different places, being different people, and feeling okay about that. Like they're good with the change. So standing their ground is of little import to mutable folks. These people would much rather conform to the norm so long as they're doing so um, will help the greater good. Luckily, mutable individuals are versatile and find it quite easy to change. Consider them the chameleons of the zodiac since they can take on varied persona. Mutable people are blessed with the tremendous resourcefulness. Talk about making lemonade out of lemons. I mean, seriously, truly. They know how to squeeze that last drop of juice and make things better in the process. Those influenced by mutable modality and their horoscope also enjoy learning, playing fair, and are diplomatic and well-liked by others. To their further credit, they are sharp, sympathetic, and can see, via the sixth sense, the essential elements of a situation. At times, however, their desire to please everyone can get them into hot water. They may come across as wishy-washy, inconsistent, and downright duplicitous, as this is the name of aiming to please. It's true, that is the thorn to that rose, right? The beauty of mutability is that those possessing it are flexible, versatile, and highly resourceful. These folks are quick to help others and are selfless in the process. While they may occasionally stretch themselves to the breaking point, they know how to bounce back. So those are the those are the different modalities. So let's talk about the different houses very quickly. So the first house, which is generally in Aries, the first house is the house of self. So this is discovering who you are as an individual in your world so the distinct qualities that we possess are often referred to as the personality the first house addresses the individual and their comportment and approach to life in other words the sum total of one's being This is the package that we give to the world. The packaging itself or our outer being is also governed by the first house, the physical body and the way in which we present ourselves and in particular, the head and the face, okay? So that's the first house. See what I mean? I'm trying to like kind of get through this so that we understand where these different houses are. The first house is our projection of our physical body and who we are in our life. The second house is the house of possessions. This is Taurus. So the second house, this is um, using our possessions, including material goods to maximum advantage. It's also within the realm of the second house. Our possessions should enhance our lives and those of others and foster a general sense of well-being. This brings forth the concepts of value, which is key to the second house. What do we value both tangibly and intangibly? Why do we value it? Who do we value? what do we really own and what do we want to own and why our effective resolution of this question of these questions is a large part of what the second house is all about okay so all about possessions and what we own why we own them and what what do we feel about these possessions okay the third house and this is gemini And um, the third house is the house of communication, which makes sense for Gemini's because they are constantly communicating themselves. They're constantly telling stories about their adventures and who they are. They sometimes can be a little bit of dramatic in in that. (laughs) So what's really associated with the house of communication is intelligence as viewed in this realm is the analytical ability to one to possess within his or her environment, specifically a basic grasp of things and a practical sensibility. We use this intelligence to help us work effectively within our world and with those in it. The third house reminds us, it's okay to use our conscious skills as well as more reflective intelligence in order to make our way. A symbolic relationship with those we hold close is also part of the plan let's not forget that our minds are powerful quick and dexterous some things will be well thought out or others nearly automatic maximizing our sum potential is the key okay so that's the third house let's talk about the fourth house which is the house of family and home which is real, or which is where cancer lives So much of the emphasis of the fourth house, however, is one concept of home by laying down roots. We make a home for ourselves or more specifically the self. It's worth noting that in addition to the external home, all the bricks and mortar around us, we have really brought the essential self home i'm home the words themselves have a peaceful ring to them the self is now centered around one and at peace with earth we seek to come home both physically and um, physically and psychically for ourselves and for those that we love by creating home we create a meeting place a sanctuary a sacred place for ourselves and for others so that's the fourth house the fifth house which is in leo is the house of pleasure Oftentimes, pleasure is the result of a creative act. A simple act of creating is essentially giving of oneself and making something, making uh, making something make another. Yes, the fifth house does speak to procreation and children, but it also addresses the creation of art and culture. The creative life is one from which we can derive much personal pleasure and self-satisfaction. Do I like this? Does it make me feel good? Does it bring me pleasure? The answer therein are the domain of the fifth house. So that's pretty much the fifth house is how do we create pleasure in our lives? And that can be through procreation and children, but it's also through our self, our acts of um, creation and culture and how we, how we express ourselves in this way. And it really speaks to who we are and how we, what we find pleasure in and what motivates us in that realm okay so the sixth house the house of health and this is where virgo lives so um the sixth house is commonly referred to as the house of health implicit in maintaining good health is the ability to cope in the face of adversity and this time and this theme rings through rings the truest in the sixth house as human beings we naturally have shortcomings what will we do with them how will we react in the face of personal crisis crisis illnesses and reverse, uh, reversals of fortune are all part of the earthly track how we confront these situations and deal with the lessons they invariably teach us helps to define the person we become so that's the house of health and i feel like there's so much more in that but let's just leave it at that because i feel like that's pretty much where we're at because there's an, it's it really points to not only the physical body's health but also the mental and the spiritual health that are associated with that as well the seventh house the house of partnerships so the um with this house we see a shift away from the self towards another a partner oh i'm sorry libra lives here by the way So they have the house of partnerships. By cooperating with and relating to another, we unite uh, for the purpose of achieving something. Purpose is important to the seventh house. The act of accomplishing something greater, small for the self, the partnership, and even society as a whole. In uniting with another, we also become a more valuable member of our world. We make contribution, one small cog on the wheel of life. We have purpose, cooperation, and partnership help to expedite our purpose in life okay seventh house that is the seventh house eighth house which is where Scorpio lives can we guess what this one is it's the house of six that's right because our Scorpio's are, are deeply sensual and really deeply rooted um, emotional beings so this house delves into relationships and interactions with another and how certain aspects of those interactions can take one a more communal nature so it's almost like we're delving into relationships and this is the more intimate part of a relationship and that's in the eighth house it speaks to what our relationships will bring us and how we can get it, um, how we can get the most out of them so returning to this house emphasizes on sex it's important to note that the french refer to an orgasm as le petit mort or the little death when we reach that exalted state of communion communion we leave a little of ourselves behind die a small death. One can also choose to view this as growth, a new beginning, the rebirth of the soul or a gain of for the partnership. The eighth house is an equal opportunity house, placing sex, death, and rebirth on the same level playing field and acknowledging the viability and importance of all three we will all experience death and rebirth as part of our lives, failed relationships leading to new ones, career changes, a new hairstyle. We are regenerated and reborn with each new phase and should welcome them. So really, really powerful house. house. And I really respect that Scorpio lives in this because that really, really accentuates that energetic behind Scorpio. Okay, the ninth house, the house of philosophy, and this is where Sagittarius lives. The ninth house is commonly referred to as the house of philosophy. In keeping with that theme, it's our search for meaning that is the focal point here. By virtue of exploring our world, we start to grasp everything that is available to us. All it boils down to is the understanding, understanding of what we see and feel and probing further in hopes of realizing true meaning. So philosophy... That is the ninth house moving up to the 10th house, which is uh, commonly referred to as the house of social status. And this is where um, Capricorn lives. So it is about the place where we have attained in our social or work career grouping and in society as a whole. Think status, the authority it conveys, and um, consequently, the role that we take in our community. It also speaks to any promotions we receive, any frame, oh, I'm sorry, any fame we may have or will come to have, and the types of business and social activities in which we partake. We, with respect to achievement, this house focuses on how we see ourselves and how this community as a whole sees us and our efforts through this house. We work on manifesting ourselves. Okay. And now we have the 11th house, which is this house of friendships, which is where Aquarius lives. So the 11th house, um, is the House of Friends? Through our friends, we find strength in numbers. We see the power of the collective and the group. Groups addressed by this house include clubs, organizations, social groups, networking organizations, and possessional associations. Oh, I'm sorry, professional. <laughs> the focus here is on the activities we undertake within these groups, how we make a difference, and as a result, how we grow and actualize our true selves. Further, it is group by virtue of its collective strength, which helps to define what we as individuals will do. And that really speaks true and rings very true for the energy behind Aquarius as well. Okay, and lastly, the 12th house, which is commonly referred to as the house of the unconscious. And that is where our Pisces friends live. So the house of the unseen realm of sorrow, of shadow, and of inevitable enemies, the conscious state can help engender our successes as well as assist us in coping with our failures success versus failure do we consciously confront our lives or subconsciously sweep things under the proverbial rug this house might more aptly be called the house of reckoning since it is the 12th house that we review what we have been and done and decide where we go from here or from there Along with these unconscious musings, we also deliberate on strengths and weaknesses that are hidden from public view. Okay, so those are all the houses. So now, finally, um, let's talk very briefly about the different um, elements that are associated. There are four, earth, air, fire, water. If you are an air sign, that's related to the mental realm. Um, there is uh, the tarot cards that are associated with air are swords. So this is um, a lot of the zodiac signs are going to be very aptly in their head through the thought of process, of balance, through the mental realm. They're really associated with deeply um, balanced communication, okay? But they're also This is also a throat chakra element, so air, swords, and throat chakra earth element pentacles earth elements are very um grounded and they're very methodical and they tend to really take their time and um allow things to manifest in their own time and um one of the um Ooh, which one did i just say oh pentacles earth oh root chakra <laughs> i was like which chakra are we at? so this is um a tribal mentality so there's a deep connection with family and also tribe and that association with earth signs so moving up to fire signs. Fire signs are wands um, and this this sign really is associated with the um, sacral and solar plexus chakras. There's a lot of creative energy here. This is sort of initiatory in the sense and there's a lot of high energy output and also instigory so they like to instigate they like to get things going and um it's sort of like that cardinal modality they like to um they they like to really delve into passion and discover who they are as individuals and fire signs are very are um are really around that energy and finally we have water signs water is very deeply intuitive um this is the um cups in uh the uh, minor arcana Um, they're also related to the heart chakra and, um, so water signs tend to really delve into vision and intuition and understanding what is coming through through the mind and going with the flow and understanding how their emotions work in their everyday life. Okay. So, um, I'm pretty sure that that goes over all the elements. Let's talk about the Zodiac signs. Jesus Christ. It's 43 minutes in and I haven't even gotten to the Zodiac signs, but all of these are important. All of it is important. So I'll briefly go over the different ones. So let's start with Aries, the beginning of the Zodiac sign, March 21st to April 20th. If you are an Aries, you have a very newborn type of energetic. You're very curious about life. You love to be able to instigate and um, you resist divisiveness and you represent the ego and the will in your purest form. You love to be able to do many things all at once, which can sometimes can be overwhelming, but I feel like you do well in that realm. Just be careful of how much you're taking on all at once because it can be very overwhelming and you can get stressed out and not realize how much you've actually taken on. So Aries does not take kindly to being misunderstood or mistaken for something which is which it is not either. And um, a lot of times they like to be first in everything. They like to lead. They want to be the ones that start, that initiate, that go first, that lead the pack. Sometimes that can get them in a little bit of trouble though because sometimes they need to actually take some time to introspect and do the things. That's why maybe having like somebody in their life that's very grounded and kind of show them the way that would be very helpful. So anyway, that is Aries. The second is Taurus. Taurus, April 21st to May 21st. We are now officially in Taurus season. So I feel like Aries and Taurus are both very much the root chakra energetic. They're very much that beginning energy that is very initiatory but also very connected with earth Taurus is the first of the earth signs and they're very much grounded in their sense of how they do things and so they they like to be able to have their family and their things and their place and um, they're really representative of growth and development in their own way it is um they tend to be very caring, very gentle, very kind, uh, managing and maintaining. In human terms they symbolize the uh, childhood to adolescent phase. Um, So they also are ruled by Venus, which is the um, the planet of love. So they really have they can have a hard time with heartache and heartbreak because they feel like they give they shower the people that they love in all of their material possessions, which they really, really love. And sometimes when people do not, reciprocate. It can really hurt them, especially with how gentle and kind they are. Um, it can be very disheartening for them for to have that happen. Um, that's why usually rose quartz is one of the first ones for Taurus to have. Um, Taurus can also be one of the more resistant to change because they're a fixed sign, they're the earth sign, and so like earth, set in stone, Tauruses have a hard time with taking criticism and moving forward, okay? so the next one is Gemini the first of the air signs May 22nd to June 21st so Gemini is like the social butterfly of the zodiac they are very quick in thought and communication they love to be the ones that tell the stories that travel they don't like to be caught in the same thing over and over and over again Um, so they're mutable Oh, did I say what the, so I already said what all those are. Okay. So, um, they love to expand the power of the mind. They love to be able to sit in new energetics and experience new things and feel new story and tell the story afterward. Um, They can be, um, they have a really close connection between thought and verbal expression. Um, It's also associated with details rather than broad view or larger picture. They're very lively and um, they tend to uh, love the variety of change in their life um, and they love to experience different environments. So a lot of times though, Gemini's, you can't really see where they're at at any given moment, which is why they're, you know, they're the twins. You have one to represent maybe how, what they're giving off and then the other that represents what's really going on inside. So there's a, there's a tendency of manipulation here because they have one element and then another element. And then they also have this gift of gap of being able to communicate. And so they also have a tendency to be able to get what they want through that communication so it's very um, it's it, it you if you were a Gemini be very conscientious about how you verbalize your things because that can be people can get very turned off to that type of a manipulation okay so cancer the next one this is the second of the cardinal sign the first of the water signs June 22nd to July 22nd so cancers are literally like the most wonderfully emotional and sensitive signs there i feel like gemini and cancer uh live in the sacral area and this is sort of the understanding of the expression of who you are and how you express yourself in a a very emotional space um gemini really represents the the um, expression of emotion through communication and feeling and understanding where there are in their emotional element through communication and through that mental realm. Cancer is really the emotion in its raw form in the heart center, um, but also how they represent themselves through their creation. So they represent deep feeling and protectiveness and home, um, which is really deeply beautiful of that sacral element and feeling safe to emote in that area. So um, cancer is associated with highly personal emotions and also with the life of the subconscious dreams and are integral in the world of cancer. so the crab itself can symbolize the crystallization of those emotions in a single being and the armor of the crab hides it's extremely sensitive interior world from view. Um, cancers are also incredibly good at leading other people um, because of their ability to really connect with that emotional element and see where everybody is and diplomatically be able to help people through where what they're going through without feeling like, I'm going to tell you what to do, that sort of thing. So, moving on to the next one, which is Leo. Leo is the um, first of the fire signs, July 23rd to August 23rd. and um they are the first i feel in the solar plexus modality and because leo is the first of the fire signs it is the deeply intuitive but also deeply confident and self-aware uh sign they're also one the second fixed sign next to taurus so Leos are all about, like the lion, are all about pride, pride in who they are as individuals, proud, pride in what they do as people, who they have in their lives. They want to be proud of what they have and who are in their lives and proud of their children, proud of their partner, proud of what they do for a living. It's very important to them that have that sense of pride in what they do, who they are, what is in their life and why it's there. So uh, Leo does not hesitate to give battle to the forces of injustice, oppression, and darkness whenever they're called upon to do so. So they will fight fiercely for the people that they love and what they care about. Sometimes it can be a little bit overbearing though, Leo, if you, since you are that fixed sign and you are very fierce in your protection, understand that not every, not everything needs that fierce protection and sometimes allowing yourself to be flexible in your mindset and how other people are feeling about how you're doing things can be very hard, but helpful at the same time. So um, Leos can be, um, they empathetic and sensitive energies to service-oriented, discriminating, and analytical ideas. Okay, so the next of the signs is Virgo, and this is a mutable Earth sign, August 24th to September 22nd. This is a second Earth sign. And Virgos um, are one of the most anxious, but they're also one of the most Work-oriented signs. They're also one of the most beautiful signs. There is this attribute about that outward beauty, which is why there is are in that house of the um, of health. And so, the zodiac sign really understands the work that's associated with maintaining the outer appearance, the inner uh, the inner work, which is a lot of the spiritual and mental focus. So. A lot of times they can get a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of things that they tend to take on because they are so good at maintaining their work and wanting to do really well that sometimes that can put them in a really anxious state but they're also really really good at analyzing and solving problems and assessing things so um Virgos can be likened to the efforts of the adult ego to provide structure to life and through well ordered service to make a significant contribution to the world. Strong and more uh, strong moral tendencies lend Virgo, the Virgin, a serious image, and indeed, only certain forms of humor appeal to it. So, discriminating to a fault, Virgo is in fact highly selective concerning most forms of human experience. Okay, so. That's Virgo. Moving on into Libra and Scorpio, which I feel are very associated with the heart chakra. They're the second air sign, they're a cardinal modality, their rulership is in Venus, and they're September 23rd to October 22nd. So, Libra, like the scales, are all about emotional balance, which is why their house is the house of relationships. So, It is not just relationship with others, although that is a very strong component. Their balance in not just home and work. There's also the relationship between the body and the mind and the spirit. There is balance in everything that Libra does. And the emotional aspect that is there is so strong. They really want things to Makes sense in an emotional realm but there's also since they're an air sign they tend to love to be able to communicate from a deeply emotional space and so they communicate in a very balanced and very um, emotionally intelligent way which is why when you are around libra they tend to be very social they love to be able to be around people that are also relatively balanced but then also they like to be able to create that balance in their environment um they have a really hard time though with making their own decisions about things and that is in the respect of the large scale but then also the small scale what do you want for dinner i don't know what do you want for the love of god libra make a decision i mean really come on (laughs) okay moving on let's move on to the second or the second heart chakra sign which i sort of associate with which is scorpio and on this side of this this heart chakra area i feel like this is the deeply emotional this is more of the like sharing in a deep way and scorpio is the um the second of the water signs and um they are october 23rd to november 21st and scorpios are a fixed sign which um, is very different than the like flow state of water but it is the it is the structure also of where water lies as well So Scorpio has the capacity to shun human contact if it wishes and deal with serious matters in a purposeful fashion. Um, So Scorpio can be seen as an evolutionary stage between Libra and Sagittarius that transmutes gracious and social diplomatic energies into philosophical, changeable and fiery ones. So, um, no other sign has been more malaligned than Scorpio. And indeed, many Scorpios have been unfairly labeled as treacherous, underhanded, and oversexed. In fact, Scorpios do have an intimate connection in the, with the world of the unconscious. Furthermore, the themes of death and rebirth play a dynamic part in their lives. Many Scorpios seem to undergo an arduous, sometimes agonized process of transformation and a metamorphosis in their personality. So, with Scorpios, they love to delve in those taboo subjects of death, of sex, of all of those things that really lie beneath the surface. It's something that kind of feels good for them to talk about. They don't like just idle talk. They don't like the small talk, the 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 little things that maybe Gemini would be fine with. Scorpio is like, I need to have the deep conversations. I need to understand my environment and where I'm operating on an emotional way. And I need somebody to kind of see me where I'm at and like be there with me and get that idea. And they love to their intimacy is deep it is not something that is superficial so that's that's scorpio moving on into the throat chakra so this is sagittarius sagittarius is the second of the fire signs oh i'm sorry third of the fire signs so sorry they are mutable and um they are the half horse half man archer and this is november 22nd to december 21st and sagittarians are the philosophers of the zodiac they love to be able to gain wisdom everything is about asking questions and understanding more wisdom more things nothing is very They don't really mind superficial, but they don't really care about it. So like Scorpio, Scorpios are like all underneath the surface. They love that really deep conversation, the taboo subjects. Sagittarius is like... We'll talk about some of that stuff. But I want to really understand why things are. What the hell does all of this mean? And they want to travel. They want to go to different places, experience different things, see different people, and understand why things are that the way that they are. And generally, they get very passionate about those sort of things. And the one thing um, I associate them with fire signs Aries is sort of like the, the, the match light, the flash pan to create the fire. Leo is the fire. And then Sagittarius is those smoldering embers. And so they tend to, I feel like they tend to kind of hold on to a lot of what they've learned. But also they tend to hold on to a lot of the things and of, of things that maybe have hurt them. And so it's hard for them to let go of some of those um, those painful memories and lessons that they've taken on over the years. Sometimes it's hard for them to really allow that to go, let go, okay? Because embers tend to burn for a very long time. So um, Sagittarius is... Um, They're very they're very internal as as students, or they're I'm sorry, they are eternal students, constantly seeking how to know more about the world. Not surprisingly, those born under the sign of the Centaur are particularly interested in nature and animals. The latter can come to represent an ideal with which Sagittarians feel humans would do well to emulate. So, if you were a Sagittarius, you're probably really into your plants and your animal babies, because. I feel like in a sense they make the most sense to you whereas humans even though there's a complexity there there's also something that you connect more with these plants and animals that make the most sense and because there's that communication there that's sort of you don't need to have words to understand one another moving up to the next one which is capricorn which i feel like is also a throat chakra. Sign. This is the uh, last of the earth signs. They're in the cardinal modality. They're the goat, December 22nd to January 20th. So, Capricorn personalities are one that is tremendously responsible they have this way of being able to initiate and start projects but also maintain i feel like of the the cardinal modalities capricorns are the one that are very interested in actually finishing and finalizing things um they do have a a sense of um uh, they 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 don't really know how to to give up on a lot of things sometimes which can be a detriment. Um, they believe in working and reworking their material slowly and carefully, and because of this, they rarely ever give up on things. Um, they 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 generally take on a lot of responsibility, um, which can sometimes be overwhelming. Capricorns are also um, very careful about. Who they have in their space, because of their grounded mentality, they also feel like they don't, they don't have the time or the patience to be dealing with people that are just kind of like, like kind of like that newborn mentality, taking on all the things at once and irresponsibly doing things. They're just kind of like, I just need to do my thing. I see where you're at. I honor where you're at, but I need to do this. Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> <So> <laughs> they're the ones that I feel very comfortable being around because they they're truly in their element when they're doing the things that they know and love and initiating these these things in a way that's very meaningful and with grounded purpose okay Um, also one thing Capricorns are most suspicious when things are too easy or maybe going too well (laughs) I love that about you I love that about you Capricorns okay next so we're almost done with these so the next one is aquarius and now we're moving up into the third eye here i feel like aquarius is very much in this mentality they're the last of the air signs they're a fixed modality and their mode is in thought they are the representation of the third eye which is the mid brain so Aquarius is January 21st to February 19th. So Aquarians are the ones that not only initiate things but they also not initiate necessarily. They initiate social change they are the house of friendships so they delve mainly in the whole of humanity they don't do things for the one they do things for the many they want to be able to create the social change they want to be able to make sure that they the people that are in their space are justifiably like they have all the things that they need and justice is being served in a really beautiful way that everyone is in harmony aquarians also even though they love being able to help the many they also really value their alone time they are totally fine with being alone they don't really find themselves lonely because they have such a wide network of support but they feel very good in recharging in that alone time. And a lot of times they can come across as being very aloof because they are fine with being alone, even though they have a tremendous amount of people around them and they like to be able to um, ensure knowledge and that expression of knowledge and wisdom and being able to create that change through that wisdom and knowledge and have this structure of doing so they also really enjoy being able to um to go with the people that really help them to gain that wisdom and they sometimes can be a little bit in a sense they they can tend to be a little bit mean to the people that aren't like sort of up to date with that mentality so they can be like a little bit like okay well you're not where I'm at so I don't really think I can this is this is not going to work out (laughs) not to be not to not to put you down Aquarius it's just you need people to be with you in a mental space like they need to be up to snuff otherwise it gets boring for you you're just kind of like okay I'm moving on (laughs) okay moving up to Pisces this is the crown chakra Pisces so you are the last of the water signs you are mutable and your representation is the fish february 20th to march 20th you are the last house the house of the unconscious which is the literal connection to divine source so pisces tend to be up in their head a lot of the time in that dream state they're constantly in their in this this thought process and they're in their dream and their visions and they tend to really enjoy being in that place and they don't mind being on their own in that sense even though they don't mind sharing and um having this this time with others but they're extremely sensitive and so it can be really hard to be around other people because their emotional sense is very very strong they tend to know what other people are emoting and it can be very overwhelming and sometimes they carry that with them they are the sign of sorrows they tend to carry a lot of emotional baggage with them and so it's hard for them to really let go because people will have issues Pisces will hear them and understand them and carry some of that energetic with them and forget to let it go. So they they're often blessed with excellent memories and perhaps due to their impressionability. In addition, they tend to be devotional and make true believers. This applies not only to the religious sense, but also in regard to uh, other belief system and principles. So the biggest thing with Pisces is the ability to be able to ground yourself it can be very challenging because you're all the way up here you're constantly in your headspace constantly thinking and dreaming and visioning and and having ideas and doing the things and going with the flow that you forget to ground yourself and forget to really understand who you are in this headspace so those are all of the zodiac signs so um the last thing that I want to talk about is some of the planetary rulerships because all of those are also incredibly important. So, with the different planets, we have um, so Aries is occupied by Mars, which is, <laughs> which is the war planet. Um, also, um, it is the uh, planet of passion, which makes sense for Aries because Aries is the first of the fire signs. There's a lot of initiation here. There's a lot of, you know argument this sense of well what about this and what about that and there's this i am ready i am ready to do all of the things that is the aries modality and mars is definitely of that energetic then there's venus which occupies taurus venus is the planet of love of that relationship of giving and receiving and taurus is very much in this modality of being able to share and to give and to be able to um uh feel love through 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 giving basically (laughs) my god okay so that's venus and then and those are all both in the root chakra so that is sort of like the fire and the love that you feel in tribe it's sort of like this is where we are this is the idea that we have in our tribe and this is how we share amongst one another so that's sort of where they are gemini gemini is a uh, mercury this is a very um it's a very small and speedy planet it is closest to the sun which really represents that fast mentality of gemini so um it's named after the winged messenger of the gods um mercury as well as number five symbolizing quickness of thought and communication which really represents gemini in every respect and so as we move up into the sacral chakra it is that quick emotional like connection of thought that where we stay up in the sacral chakra The next one is cancer and cancer is the moon, which makes sense because the moon is all about emotionality. It is about our connection with the tide. It's about our connection with our emotional elements, the world of dreams, feelings, and powerful emotions. So, um, and this is all representative of this sacral chakra in the sense where we feel and then we express who we are as individuals in relative quickness but also with relative understanding. The next is um, Leo, which is the sun, the opposite of where we were just at. So the sun is literally the expression of the self in every respect. It is the outward expression and generation of power. It's very masculine, whereas the moon is very feminine. Um, The sun conveys the force of central position within the solar system, which really represents that Leo energetic, which is I am. I, this is the intuition this is the power to express the self through outward sunny like fusion power if you will um, so this also grants energy to others and um, so that is where we move up into the solar plexus which is Sun right so the next one is Virgo and Virgo is um, Virgo's planet is Mercury which is the same as... Wasn't that the same? Yeah, same as Gemini. So we won't go into Mercury just because we already talked about it. So anyway, the next one is Libra, and that also is Venus, planet of love. And uh, Scorpio is Pluto. Let's talk about Pluto for a minute. So Pluto is um, very... (laughs) deep in sexuality and um sensuality power money um usually those traditional like um deeply sort of addicting uh sense energetics but it's also representative of the dark god of the underworld so um this is volcanic energy. Um, so, this is also uh, represents the inexorable force of events which governs our lives and which no easy deal can be struck. So, harnessing such powers can achieve positive transformations and essential, and essential that is essential to a person's development. Okay, so let's talk about Uranus. And that is. Oh no let's talk about Jupiter next so Jupiter is um governed by Sagittarius and Jupiter or I'm sorry Sagittarius is governed by Jupiter I should say so it's the largest planet in the solar, solar system and it takes 12 years to orbit the sun Jupiter spends about a year in each astrological sign and it's jovial expansive optimistic and lucky in qualities and um it is the uh the jupiterian person generally seeks to find the most positive and constructive approach to solving problems which is very much in that sagittarius realm they want to find the most constructive way of solving issues but also seeking wisdom in each thing okay so capricorn is saturn the planet of karma so saturn is traditionally represented as dark and cold, a fatal force indeed. However, the deeper underlying meaning of Saturn speaks of structure of order and taking responsibility for one's actions, which is very much around that cardinal modality of Capricorn. So Capricorns are those um, that, uh, sorry, the power of Saturn to rule is great and its um, need to exert its authority is very strong, which is interesting because I feel like Capricorns do that in a way that isn't very aggressive i feel like they exert their authority in a way that is impressive and understood after the fact because they're just very clever about how and that's why their tarot card is the devil (laughs) because they do that in a way that you don't realize that you're being led and You know, sometimes that can come across a little bit manipulative, but I don't feel like Capricorn has that in mind. They're not about the manipulation, but they could if they wanted to. Okay, so now we're on to Uranus, which is the Aquarius, which is where Aquarius lives. So Uranus is um, the planet that was discovered um, uh, during the time of the French Revolution, uh, which which is why it is so revolutionary in a sense. I know that sounds really stupid, but that is really representative of the Aquarian energetic is revolutionary. Um, The movements of the planet Uranus are erratic and the quality of not doing things in a straight line fashion and releasing spontaneous and impulsive energies are characteristics of the Uranian people. So Uranus is taken in um, as the, basically as the social change amongst humans it is going to mess everything up so that's why it's you know either you have a saturn return or there's a um, whenever your sign is in uranus it can feel very erratic in energy it feels like everything is changing and you're not entirely sure why but you the point is to find the reason behind it and so that is where aquarius lives and finally we have neptune which is where pisces lives so neptune is um, was the king of the sea in the classical mythology has the trident and symbolized in the glyph of this watery planet neptunian people can be profound dreamy diffuse and difficult to pin down fantasy rich in the minds of pisces and those ruled by the number seven are often attracted to highly imaginative objects or objectives neptunian energies invariably exert an irresistible magnetic influence able to dissolve away barriers of a more rigid and absolute nature Neptune tends to be one of those of um, also of um, outward projections so there's a lot of like fantasy elements here in regards to acting portrayal and escapism and so if you are a Pisces you tend to really delve into that realm quite a bit because it is in that imagination of being somebody else and doing something else for a while and escaping that kind of feels really good to you just remember who you are remember to come back to that place to ground yourself and remember who you are as an individual oh my god that's it (laughs) i was trying to maintain some brevity here you guys but Again, this was where my heart was in the very beginning of this whole spiritual process with me was in astrology. I love to talk about the different zodiac signs, the different planetary rulerships, the houses, your big three, talking about the different elements and the modalities, all of them really contribute to who you are as an individual and if you want more information i have stuff on my instagram account that talks about the different um, zodiac signs and what they mean in your sun moon and rising and how they differentiate but then you can also go to astrology.com and look up some of those things i read from that all the time because it is so good and some of their explanations about and all of their explanations about everything so be sure to check that out and i really hope that you loved this episode albeit a little bit long but let me know what you think be sure to check out um, all of the new stuff that i have on akasha flicks i'll be doing an intuitive development class there um, which will be super in-depth and how to gain and understand your intuition and your psychic development And then also check out all of my other stuff on my podcast. I've got tons of stuff. So anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being with me here for another week. And I look forward to talking at you again very soon. But until then, love and light to you all.
0: Thank you again so much for listening to this episode of third eye with Lorelai. If you loved this episode, if you loved everything that was in it and it really resonates with you, be sure to share this with someone that you love, that you feel like might need some of the content and be sure to take the time to check out all of the other content that I have on Instagram, on Akasha flicks on YouTube, on all the places. Hey, I even made a TikTok, y'all. So go check it out. I do live, uh, card readings, um, every week. And I also do uh, Monday pick a card. So be sure to check out some of the other stuff to really continue your journey onward and upward. And if you're interested in a tarot card reading, if you're interested in energy coaching or spiritual mentorship, please contact me. Slide into my DMs on Instagram. Contact me on www.thirdeyewithlaurelie.com. I'd be more than happy to work with you and help you reach your goals and find your purpose in this lifetime. So I love you guys. Share this with someone you love. Share it with someone that you may think might need it. And I love you guys.